The following sermon is by the Reverend Charlie Dupree at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia on January 5th, 2020. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is a shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Oh, I've heard it all before. I've heard that story a thousand times. It's fun being part of a culture that tells stories. When my family and I gather at the dinner table for family reunions, ultimately, we hear stories about my grandmother about random stuff that she would do. But for us, it's hilarious. And now when my siblings and I get together, we tell stories about our parents. We know the stories that we're going to, they're going to tell, that we're going to tell. We've heard them a thousand times. And of course, when my clergy colleagues or church musician friends come together, there are legendary stories about priests and the crazy stuff that they have done, like the time when my first rector and I got in a fight right before the Christmas Eve service with his microphone on, and he was dressed like a shepherd. (laughs) The thing about these stories is that we can hear them so many times that we fall into a type of lullaby about them. We stop hearing the nuances. Oh, I've heard it a thousand times. 
Stories have a way of imprinting themselves in our minds, so much so that we stop paying attention to the details. And this can be particularly true of our experience with the stories in Scripture. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. What a story. Today, the 12 days of Christmas are coming to an end. So we in the Episcopal Church are shifting gears to the season of Epiphany. And we turn the page, quite literally, to a different chapter in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. Immediately, what springs to mind is the familiar, beautiful hymn that we just sang. We three kings of Orientar. I used to always wonder, where is Orientar? <laughs> they were firemen. They came from the afar. Heard that one? You know it's coming. I've heard it a thousand times. <laughs> but what's the value of the story? What is the value And often we find value in the details. But it may be helpful in the case of this particular story to pay more attention to what Scripture does not say. We three kings. Really? Matthew doesn't say that there were three of anything except three gifts that were presented. The legend tells us that there were three kings and they had names, Melchior, Balthazar, and Gaspar. The scripture doesn't offer a name or a number. And then a look at the Greek doesn't say that they're kings at all. The translations that we have call them wise men or kings, but actually they're magi, a word from which we get our word magic or magician. They were dream interpreters, these magi. And keep in mind that for the Jewish community, the first hearers of this story, these visitors would have been idolaters, readers of tea leaves and the like. They're heretics. They really shouldn't be there at all, should they? And these visitors, whoever they are, From the east, they traveled westward, perhaps from Persia. And the important thing to know here is that they probably did not look like most of us. So what do these details tell us? I think these particularities tell us something beautiful about our God and about our God's entrance into the world. And here we have the revealing part, the epiphanic part of our story. Because remember, friends, that to have an epiphany means to have an aha moment. The light bulb goes off over our heads. And we have some sort of imaginative or intellectual or emotional breakthrough. Literally, the word epiphany means a showing. 
And during the season, we explore how God makes God's self known to the world. So what do we learn today in the story of this journey? Well, God shows us that right out of the chute, God's good news is for the exotic. One of the things that I read from a commentator is that keep in mind that Jesus's ministry somehow as he grows up gets located to a specific region and people. It gets very contained. But that's not the way Jesus' ministry begins. It begins with these people traveling from miles and miles around, different regions, different people coming to be with Christ. His message is opened up from the very beginning. Now, I know that Virginians have a thing about outsiders. Let's just say that these first visitors were not from these parts. <laughs> they were from so far away that they had to be led by some celestial comet to find what they were looking for. And there, as usual, sprinkled in stardust, was our Lord ready to receive them and their gifts. Is this a legend or not? Have we heard the story a thousand times? Did it actually happen? Well, as one of my favorite scholars says, everything in the Bible is true, and some of it actually happened. <laughs> so what is the truth here? What is the truth? The truth of the matter is that our God's very first way of being known to the world was to call out through a star to a group of traveling magicians, astronomers, people who didn't look like us, which says to me at least that God's message is first and foremost a message about the beauty of diversity. God is most God when the other is present. Shepherds, angels, exotic visitors from who knows where, God leads these people to God's bedside, ordains them, sets them apart, and says, you, you are the ones for whom I was born. I show myself to you so that you may show the rest of the world what I look like, vulnerable, poor, different, other. I've heard the story a thousand times. We three kings, really? We hear stories of kings because our culture has taught us that kings are equal to power and power is equal to God. But our God, as we learn today, is not about crowns and thrones and power. Our God is about the vulnerable those who journey, those who trust in prayer, and those who are open to the varied and creative and diverse ways that God shows herself to the world. During this season of Epiphany, we focus on the ways in which God is made known to us. And how does God show God's self to the world today? As God has always done. 
through the open-hearted, the traveler, and those who are on a journey, searching for their reason to be. God shows God's self through you and through me. In the 1500s, a mystic named Teresa of Avila writes about how Christ shows himself to the world. You've heard it a hundred times. She writes that Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which God looks compassion on this world. In other words, Christ shows himself through your journeys. Christ shows himself through your words. Christ shows himself through the diversity of our neighbors and through the ways that we greet one another. How has Jesus shown himself to you? What does the world see when it looks at us? These are the questions of Epiphany. And my friends, the world is starving, craving for a way to find God. Oh, I've heard that story a thousand times, they might say. The story about Christianity. The story about Christians. The story about Episcopalians. Oh, I've heard it all before. Oh, but have you? Have you really heard the story that we have to tell? Where, oh, where can I really go to hear about a God of love and compassion? Where can I go to really offer my gifts? People are asking. And what I usually say is, just look to the skies. Look to the east. And there on the horizon, look up and you will see cranes. Not as sexy as stars, but there are cranes. And that's where we are, just over there on Grace Street. Come and see. Oh, I've heard it a thousand times, people will say. But no, you tell them, I have a different story to tell you. And then you tell them in your own way and in your own words, you tell them about your God about the Jesus you know and love. You tell them about the Jesus you have discovered. You tell them about the God who is ready to receive, even and especially those who are on a journey guided by dreams and intuitions. You tell them about the God who has welcomed you, even when no one else would. You tell them your story, whether you're from the East or the West or from the South. Tell them, the story about how you found Jesus. And when in doubt, do as I do and quote a poet. You've heard this one a thousand times, but did you know it was written by a female poet in the 1830s? During one bleak midwinter, Christina Rossetti wonders about the gifts she has to offer. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. 
in this holy season, St. Paul's, in this new year, may we offer our hearts our best. And may Christ, our guiding star, lead us all in the direction of insight, understanding, peace, and justice. Amen.